welcome to the Burp Cast. I mean, the, the pretty sl- unlimited podcast. The sloshed cast. Oh my gosh, I really am. Um, every time you ask me if I'm ready, so like we can turn the mics on. Yeah. I have to burp or sneeze or like there's some body function that's just like itching to come out in that moment. I just yeah, don't understand. Me. That's why I ask. That's why I make sure I know. And that's why I was like, uh, wait a second. <laughs> but then you'll hit me like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So. Are you going to do this shot? Or I am going to do this shot. Are you sure? You don't have, don't feel pressure to do the shot. Um, I'm going to do the shot. I, I am. <laughs> I'm a little leery, but yeah, I'm going to do the shot. Okay. I mean, if I'm home, if I'm hungover, I'll be hungover at work. So. Oh boy. It is what it is. It is okay. what it is. So, before we do the shot, would you like to tell people today's topic? Well, topic of conversation. How did this even come up? The VM- I sent you the video. Well, the VMAs were last week. And I think it was a couple days later, you sent the YouTube video for Brandy and Monica the performing boy the, befo- the Boy is Mine. I think it was at like the 98 or 99 VMAs or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I guess MTV was, they were smart enough to update their YouTube with a bunch of classic clips or whatever. Um, You were just like, this is a trash performance. Like, why (laughs) even bother? Which, you know, accurate. They were so boring. But that was, but that's why I was like, I wonder if they were beefing or not. Because... The rumor I always grew up with was that Brandy and Monica, who were, I mean, at the time, the two, like, shining stars in emerging mm-hmm. R&B at that time, um, the the beef was, al- or there was always talk that there was a beef that, you know, they worked on that song, but they, they, they just, there was an animosity there for whatever reason. So we figured it might make sense, because you were, I... You had heard that before? Oh, yeah. Okay. But we figured it might be a good topic of discussion to talk about some of these... uh, Music rivalries. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I do want to preface by saying... None of what we're going to say could best could necessarily be true. But well, that's that's <laughs> that's key. Um, but I think the other thing too is like it's probably it's very easy to do like hip hop ones. Mm-hmm. So we chose to steer clear from rap beefs because people beef on record all the time. Like these are, I think these conversations are a bit more interesting. Some of these have more developed stories than the other. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so you want a sh- you want a shot? Sure. <laughs> I'm so apprehensive right now. You don't have Are to. Are you ready? Take th- I'm 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 ready. Okay. Cheers. Good luck. <laughs> ah, yummy. I can't go that far. At least you have something on your stomach now. Ugh. That's shot number eight. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, so I have br- to drink all that water. So Brandy and Monica, kind of you were doing some research. Did you find anything interesting? Anything that stuck out? Um, a lot of it was, like all of them, a lot of it is m- more hearsay than, yeah. you know, so 
when I was in fourth grade, mm -hmm. I think fourth grade, Mrs. Dyer's class, she had uh, whispered in a boy's ear mm -hmm. some sentence. And it was like, the little boy looked up at the blue sky. Yeah. I'm making up a sentence. I don't remember what the sentence what was, was from uh -huh. like, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. And she told him to whisper it in the ear of the next kid in class. Mm -hmm. And she had our desks went all the way around the classroom, mm -hmm. like against the walls. Mm -hmm. And by the time the last student retold her her sentence, mm -hmm. it was this long, dramatic paragraph of shit that she had never said. Word. So ever she taught us that that's how... You know, people want the story to be better than how it was told to them. Uh -huh. So she sh she was showing us how gossip and stuff works. Uh -huh. And that little lesson in her class is probably the one thing I remember. Word. I will also say there was a good student medallion thing that you got to wear every day. She voted for a new good best student of the day. Mm -hmm. I not once. The whole year. There was like all the 25 kids in my class. And that must have burned like you. It 200. Because I still remember it now. Um, it was the same like three kids that got it all the time. You know. Mm. And they were like the, you know, straight A students and, and this and that. I actually wasn't mad that I didn't get it. I was more annoyed that only those three got it. Yeah. Like you couldn't see the goodness in anybody, anybody but those three. Mm -hmm. You know, like, come on. Where? So, um, my mom almost got into a fight with her when there was a teacher strike. Because it, because you because didn't get... we went to school during the during the uh... strike. My mom kept me home eighty days a fucking year, but during that strike, she made sure my ass went to school. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway, okay. So, uh, I'm gonna ask you to date this headline. Okay. Monica punched Brandy in the face. How 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 many? Nineteen ninety nine. August thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. What's the story? So that that video that we saw, I feel like it started something. I want you to I want you to go to Google and just type in Brandy Monica beef. And look what happened. It got brought back up. Well, it looks like it keeps getting brought back up. Mm -hmm. But it was like one and two and three days ago. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, I'm seeing. There's like a link from 2016. There's yeah, that's the first some one I from saw. 2018. Dallas Austin says he once saw Monica punch Brandy in the face. Oh God. This was three days ago. from And this is from Vibe. This is why these people don't need to be doing radio when yep. they ain't got nothing else to do. I mean, from what I understand with the song, The Boy Is Mine. Um, now, I, I will say what I was told and what I, what I, and I, my, you know, your memory goes as mm -hmm. you get older. Um, was that they got along and that they monopolized on the supposed beef 
with the song. I've heard I've I've heard that. I've heard differing things yeah. too. So in, in in my I want everything to be nice, you know, brain. Mm-hmm. That's the the one I prefer. <laughs> now, for those that don't know, because because it, it, it seems like there's who was the guy Mackay Fife? Mackay Pfeiffer. Was that was he the guy? Uh, in the, in video? the video, maybe I'd have to look it up and see. Um, apparently, Bra- Brandy wrote the song with mm-hmm. Rodney Jerkins and you know whoever she was working with on her music at that time, and it was going to be a solo song. But then when they recorded it, they were like, it probably makes more sense to be a duet, which if listening to the lyrics, it definitely sounds like it's two people beefing back and forth. Is the, is the, the yeah. love interest for both. There's two people in the song going back and forth. And because, A, because, Mon- again, Monica was a rising star, but B, apparently there already were some type of like street rumors about them having a rivalry. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they figured it made sense to use that to their advantage and do a duet. Mm -hmm. Then things started spiraling. Cause I believe Monica, I mean, Brandy performed the song by herself on Jay Leno and that pissed off Monica. And apparently Monica, whose second album was titled The Boy Is Mine. I remember that. Her doing that was supposed to have pissed off Brandy. Which I can understand. Which I get, but that's why I'm saying I, I want like, I think it started as like bullshit street rumors that got used to drive, you know, record sales and, you know, controversy and all that stuff. But then at some point it might have turned into... An actual beef. Actual beef. Um, they said that, uh, I think Br- Brandy went on record at one point and said that, like, it's not that they were beef or they were jealous or envious. It's just like they were they were just two people who, they were polar opposites. Mm-hmm. They weren't people that were going to mesh anyway. So even if there wasn't any beef, the fact that they would go in a room and not talk to each other because they just didn't click like that mm-hmm. would make it look like it was more than what it was. Now, I don't and for know. some people, like, I mean, I definitely have people that when I'm in a room with them, I'm not really talking. And it's not yeah. like because I necessarily have anything against them. We just don't mesh well. Word. You might so have I anything just, to say to them. You know, so I just, you know, I just don't talk to them. Word. You know, not because I'm like, I don't want to talk to them. But 100%. it's more like, you know, not, you know, not somebody I hate, but just not my favorite person. Yeah, but I, but I, and I think, and that's one of the problems because it's, it's an issue that's going on now. I don't want to say it's similar because they do actually have friction, but it's like Nicki Minaj being on top as being that main woman in hip hop. Okay. And and so I do have a, a thing with with Nicki Minaj where I think she is phenomenally gifted, great musician. You know she 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 can she can flow like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. She can write. She. Her um, shows have been awesome when she's touring and this and that. Your time is coming gone though. But it's somebody else's time now. And she feel I feel like, you know, I'm not saying that she can't be on top, but she don't like to share. But which can be true, but my thing is the public and the media are in the same way. Mm-hmm. Th- th- there can be twenty different male rappers, like nobody's saying is Rick Ross better than Jay-Z? You know, is Nas better than Lil Nas X or whatever? Like, those conversations don't happen. But when 
Nicki Minaj is that one that everybody says you're awesome, and then Cardi B comes in. It can't be Nicki is dope because and they're not they're not the same artist. They're not, and they can both be awesome. But it it never it never and I I wonder if that's what was happening then. But you got two women who ain't afraid to like open their mouth and well, run their mouth too much. But but that's why I say it might be similar. It could be a because in this a twenty year difference. That's the irony. You got two women who are talented who were you know either on the rise or you know maintaining their their mm-hmm. their stardom it can't just be that they're both good and both operating at the same time it has to be this person is better than that person yeah. and i don't care who you are you hear that long enough you're going to be starting to say well yeah i am better than that person <laughs> yes. here's and and again like you said if you have a nick and you have a cardi who are willing to talk shit and back up why they say they're the best and the only reason problems the only reason i blame or i put a little more responsibility on nikki is she's older and should know better because nikki's been through this before too yeah and when she's when she's done it you know she did it when like Kim was the bomb, you know. Yeah, Lil she, Kim was the bomb, and she wanted to talk shit all on Kim. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so you were the new one and felt like you should be the boss because you're new and hot. Okay, well, Cardi's new and hot, so mm-hmm. maybe you should relinquish the boss title. Yeah. And that's my only thing is like, Nikki's old enough to know better, and um, you know, but if if it keeps your record sales up, whatever. It, it I, I, and that's the funny thing because I think she put out an album album last year and it wasn't that well received. And it was, wasn't it like somebody's boyfriend? No, wait a minute. Wasn't something with the Kardashians? Like there was uh, somebody put an album out at the same time, and one of the Kardashians like promoted it or something. No, no, that that's a different that's a different beef. But it, yeah, it, it was in the same yeah, cycle. But Nick, I'm like, if it's your your man, Nick, are you not going to help promote them? I mean, Nick, like, Nikki was real. Nikki was pissed that Kylie Jenner yes. posted about Travis Scott's That's bundle because he, he dropped an album, but the album also had like a merchandise bundle or a tour bundle, something like that. And she was saying it was unfair because obviously Kylie has X amount of followers on Instagram, and that was a wild advantage that he had. I mean, forget the fact that. Out of everybody we're talking about, Travis Scott's the one that just dropped a documentary with Netflix. Like last year was his year. Yeah. That album was highly anticipated. It was his thing. But because Nicki's sales and to, to talk and about I, Nicki wasn't was, anything and, about and her music. I like Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. She's somebody whose music I do listen to. Mm-hmm. I did listen to Travis Scott's entire album. Mm-hmm. I have yet to do that for Nicki's last I, couple albums. I listen to Nicki's album once all the way through and that's the only time i needed to hear it but the other thing was which it just seems repetitive well, at this point but the key is is because she was on on itunes do we're so off ta- topic but we'll get back tangent she was doing queen radio on itunes to it was like a monthly bi-monthly whenever whenever she was in new york to record this podcast basically on apple music she would do it and they would play her music in between that's the only time I heard people playing stuff off of the album. I didn't mm-hmm. hear there was no cars bumping it. It wasn't really hitting radio like that. I mean, they charted because people listen to it and stream it, but I don't think the streets were as hot 
off of it if you weren't already a Nicki Minaj fan. The album just it just wasn't hitting. Whereas Travis Scott's Astro World is like those songs are st- they still have an impact. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mm-hmm. think it, it's just it was just a better body of work. But okay, so back to Brandy and Monica. So yeah. what I had heard, and this is over years and years, at least years twenty years ago, ago you yeah. know, was that um, uh, you know, you you not just that they they don't look alike, you know, but they also don't have the same style. Yeah, of just in just in general. You know, Brandy, and I think you and I kind of went over it when we were uh, on the G chat. Yeah, because um, we both agreed Monica has a better voice. You know, she, yeah. a singing voice. Yeah, she was the um, she was the superstar. Yeah, um, in the making. And and what happened to that? But anyway, um, uh, I mean, I mean, I would say she was doing the music. She was Moesha for a while, and I think Monica? she. Not Monica, Brandy. We're talking about Monica. Oh, I was I was saying Brandy no. in terms of the superstar. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, so um, Monica was supposed to be the one that was more like ghetto. Yeah. And um, more uh, like uh, not, and I say this, uh, it's going to come out the wrong way, but I can't think of how to word it. More like uh, street level, but not like street yeah. level, like a hoe or... No, like no, no. Like she was more connected to the streets. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, and you could... You, but she also gave off this persona of being um, very um, untouchable where like you didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I think it could have just been one of those things where she was like more quiet, you know, a little more laid back. But even yeah. in her videos and stuff, she seemed more untouchable, like somebody th- you couldn't really. I think I think I think you're you're reading it correctly because I, I feel like he, where Brandy was doing. What was that movie that she remade? Was it Cinderella? Mm-hmm. Yep. Monica's like playing a waitress in ATL. Like, you know, the, yeah. it's those types of things where Monica definitely felt, I don't want to say grounded, but definitely closer to her fans than Brandy. Because Brandy would have been seen more as like, I mean, she was friends with Whitney Houston. It was like, that was the trajectory for her yeah. success. And Monica was definitely a lot, like still loved and beloved, but it was a lot closer to the ground. Yeah. Where with Brandy, um, and I've watched them both uh, in interviews over the past week, mm-hmm. and since we had this conversation, and um, Monica, oh my gosh, amazing, amazing voice, like yeah. just a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. Interviews, she's just so stiff, mm-hmm. and um, you know, again, it could be shyness. I kind of don't think it's shyness. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that's just her personality, you know, which is again n- nothing wrong yeah. at all. You mm-hmm. know, it's just your personality. Um, where Brandy, um, you know, had more, uh, like you said, pop hits, mm-hmm. and um, was probably a probably a bigger crossover oh, but than than Monica, mm-hmm. um. But then she had the show and, you know, her her dad really marketed her mm-hmm. really well, um, even though her brother is a piece of shit. Um, but I mean, it's it's still a, it's still a product of yeah that marketing, that management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it not for Brandy, for Ray J, Kim might not be where she is. No, 100 um, percent. No, you know, a hundred percent. So, um, you know, but preference wise. If I have to listen to somebody sing, 
I'm going to pick Monica. Yeah. But if I have to listen to music on a day-to-day basis, I'm probably going to pick Brandy. Word. Um, you know, it's just more, I hate to, I hate the term, it's just more of a bop. No, it's a perfect you know? group. So, um, but for the beef, I remember hearing um, Monica, suppo- and this is all put in supposedly be- mm. before everything. Allegedly. Allegedly. There you go. Um Monica looked at Brandy like a sellout. Monica mm-hmm. didn't like Brandy's, you know, that Brandy was more a pop. Mm-hmm. That um, there was jealousy for Monica, from Monica for Brandy's success and from Brandy for Monica's voice talent. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like all over the place, you know, of what could be true and not true. And probably all, there's probably some lick of truth in there, but definitely not. Mm-mm. I can't imagine it, it, and I can't imagine most of that stuff is actually true. But I, I kind of am on the on the side of the fence where they could both probably give a rat's ass about the other one, about the beef, about the other one's music, about the other one in general. Yeah. They, I think they just could care less much more than any of us could. Maybe I mean because I think the other side, like if we're still seeing articles coming up about it. I, I couldn't tell you what Monica's doing as an artist. I couldn't no. tell you what Brandy's doing as an artist. Sometimes people get desperate enough to where they'll continue that conversation going because there's there's just nothing That's else That's going to come them. up in another rivalry that we're going to discuss. That makes sense. But yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I, I, li- I like the conversation. One of these days, they're both going to have to sit down and do it. Like a, uh, a um, what's that shit? What's the the TV one? Oh, um. What's that show? Oh my gosh. Fuck, what is it called? Song. No, what is it called? Where they do the whole. Oh my gosh. I gotta look it up. (laughs) I love that show. I I haven't watched it in forever, but I I, I did love it. Unsung. Unsung. I knew it was something with song or song or whatever. It, we, we need a TV one unsung on the boy is mine, which I thought was the interesting part about it that I don't I think it's lost is. I don't know. Initially, I don't think this was the I guess it would have been the concept, but the inspiration was from Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney. The girl is the girl mine. is mine, although I don't know. <laughs> it's weird that like she wrote it as a solo song being expired from that when that's literally two guys going yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. It made more sense when, when Monica or someone else is on it. Um, but yeah, interesting. Okay. So you said about people kind of bringing up these beefs on their own, just trying to stay relevant. Yes. So I was looking at, uh, two artists who, um, in many interviews, each of them have brought up the beef. Or, or it's gotten brought up. I don't want to necessarily disparage either one and say that the, it wasn't necessarily the interviewer. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the one bringing it up. Christina Aguilera and Pink. Oh, yeah. my God. So I looked it up. And there's like a billion fucking interviews from each of them talking about this. You know, they definitely didn't get what well, and we know they didn't get along. Uh-huh. Um. And supposedly it took years and it was uh, Pink was uh, doing something on The Voice. Uh-huh. And so they literally, and Pink says, she thinks it's like, you know, we're both moms now, we're older. Yeah, we yeah. literally hugged it out. And mm-hmm. that was that was just the end of it and it's done. Word. 
and it's and it's different times so you figure they're both in different stages of their co- yes. their careers you know solo and as acts in the the larger um mainstream music industry like they're not they're not in competition they're not in competition with each other or with the people who are actually at the top like you right. know they're they're you know living off of um and they're both they're fame. both established christine is on the voice doing great and she, you know doing the the judge thing yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know she's also and i've watched uh she has a uh mu- i don't know if you know this or not she does like this music class i forget the name of it um but it's on youtube and mm-hmm. you can take her class to learn how to sing and how to mm-hmm. you know properly use your voice yes and stuff. And it's really good. I cannot sing a lick. Yeah. And I feel like if I took her class, I still wouldn't be able to sing because it's just not my <laughs> my thing. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting to hear, like, she'll have other, you know, people will sing in front of her. And to hear her critique it, yeah. you know, and and say, here's here's what they were doing. And she's, like, all about whatever key they're hitting and if it's a g and if it's this octave and blah blah, blah. and she knows all that stuff and yeah, i think course. it kind of gave me a little bit more uh, uh, a level higher of respect for her than i had yeah. not that i did you know didn't respect or whatever but mm-hmm. um i didn't realize how much into the actual music she's really about that life how yeah that she that she is i didn't realize it until then mm-hmm. um I think I found that out like a year ago. It was like sometime last yeah. year when I saw it. I had no idea about that, but I also I'm also not as schooled in the Pink and Christina Aguilera beef to begin with. So. Yeah, and Pink though, um, not not to like wash away whatever Christina has done, but I I would say my opinion is I would put. 51% of blame on Pink. Oh, yeah. Just because she's an instigator by nature. That's just yeah. what I've watched her do over the years when she's like shit all over Britney. She mm. shit all over Christina and various other female singers. You know, where now she's like, oh, we need to be, you know, women, we need to support each other. Bitch, you weren't thinking about that 20 yeah. years ago when you were shitting all over them and you didn't. And remember the whole thing with, um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember who the producer is. Was it? Was it Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? I don't remember if it was them. I don't remember. It was one of them when her first album was coming out. Uh-huh. And was she it L.A. Reid? It's L.A. Reid, yeah. yes. And she's telling him that she didn't want to be like them. Uh-huh. Well, that's fine, but you don't need to shit on them in the process. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Britney's got... I've heard Britney sing, and she can she can actually sing. And I think mm. people forget that she actually does have a really good voice. Word. And... It's not saying your voice is better or worse or, or anything, but everybody's got different voices, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, that that kind of I, where I will like some Pink songs. I'm never going to be a Pink fan. No, I was never a fan of hers like that. I remember and, the first and that couple. W- and that was why. It was just that stuff. Once I realized she was shitting on more than one mm-hmm. female singer, that just, you know. And, he, and she's very obviously could have grown since then mm. but in terms of who i'm going to give my money to you're not one of them 
No, yeah. I mean, I think she she's definitely just a very, and I think it was like that for years, just a very confrontational person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, going back to the VMAs. Oh, and it could be the way, you know, like you remember the whole um, story, like growing up with her parents with the divorce and yeah, her parents yeah, were fighting. Yeah. And that could have, you know, in, you know, put that into her psyche and into her personality. Word. And I get it. But at some point, if I can get it based off your song, you should fucking get it too. Word. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I think... Like again, because because it was the VMAs. This was the tenth year since the Kanye Taylor thing, and it, I've read like three or four different, um, like oral history, you know, think pieces on that night, mm-hmm. and they each one is said like, once he said what he said and was back in his seat. They said when they were at commercial, one of the first people in his face was Pink. I don't think Pink has any relation with mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, but like she seems like she's that person who's going to be like, yeah. If she has something she has to say to you, she's going to fucking say it. She's going to say it about you, whatever, whatever. Um, but was that just the beef? Was the beef between Pink and Christina was just that Pink didn't the, fuck suppose, with her? Or? Supposedly, like, I, I I, feel like I remember that beef happening before Moulin Rouge. That makes sense. And Because I remember specifically her poo-pooing on Britney and Christina mm-hmm. and, you know, and all of them. And, um, and, but never the guys. No, it's, it was, again, like I was saying yeah. earlier, it's, it's, it's kind of, there can be X amount of guys that are all able to operate at the same time. But once there's one huge woman in that space and another one comes up, they can't coexist. No. One has to knock the other one out. Yeah. It's so, fucking weird. um, when I remember the story, um, vividly of uh when moulin rouge was coming up and there was that one big part at the end that christina sings Mm -hmm. and uh, um you know pink felt that should go to her why but christina um and and pink's got pipes she can sing sing her ass off but she's not christina you know christina is in that level with like whitney and Mm -hmm. celine and you know that you know mariah care she's in that level she Mm -hmm. might not have had that successful of a career but her voice is in that level and pink is up there but she's still under it you know and um you know so and there was some kind of like with their managers or agents or however that stuff works where um you know they pink was told in no uncertain terms you're not getting that that's not your part that's not your part Mm -hmm. And she felt like she wanted that part. But um, if you felt it so strongly, you still signed on the dotted line and you still did it. Facts. And you still got that. That I mean, that's almost fun. That was a Grammy winning song, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. They won a Grammy for it. Um, the, the video won some stuff. Mm-hmm. The song won a bunch of stuff. Huge. It was a huge song. And the funny part is that that song has out uh, outsold the original. Word. By... Um, Patty LaBelle. That, make, that makes perfect sense. You know, that, that song was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that song, it will be is uh was two thousand and one, so it's coming up on twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Does not seem that long ago. No, not at all. Um, you know, but all all uh those ladies they they did a freaking bang up job mm-hmm. on that. Um, Maya, Lil Kim, mm-hmm. um, Missy's on it. Maybe. I feel like she's the one saying all their names. 
me let's see in the background you're probably right i don't remember i feel like she's not necessarily you know the name you want to say but i know it's lil kim maya pink and and you know i'm a huge maya fan i love maya Maya. Um, shout out to maya Oh, one of my favorites. I just, I love so many of her songs. Lady Marmalade. Where the fuck is the reach? Because I feel like she's the one doing, um, you know, saying their names and doing a, uh, a bit at the beginning. I mean, you're probably right. I just, I literally just can't remember. All right, so... The song is Christina Ma- Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Maya, and Pink. Um, it, Missy produced it with Rock Wilder, and she does the intro and outro yes. of the song. So <laughs> she's technically not featured, but she is Yeah, you the hear producer. her talking at the beginning and the end. And you know what? Shouts out to Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Again, keep bringing up the VMAs. She just won the video Vanguard. Yep. And, it's, and that credit, like, I imagine there's a lot of people who know the... Know, that version of Lady Marmalade and didn't realize that Missy produced it. Like people, oh, I am. To- be I. I look at Missy like that's her song. But it's like it's Missy. Missy isn't just can't stand the rain. and yeah. and she's not the artist in front man. of the in in the forefront of the video all the time. She's done a ton of stuff. People forget in the background. Was it Steve? All over. Was what was it? There was a set. Was it Steve? Seven oh two. I rem- that was when I first heard that her. That is my freaking jam. I could listen to that all day. That was when I first follow follow me. Beats. Like I remember hearing that on the radio before the rain. That's probably my second favorite beat after Billie Jean. That's a good one. I I could listen to that beat all day long. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that, and then I remember you that in the bars. I remember my ass up on everybody. <laughs> I remember hearing that, <laughs> and I feel like she might have done because she was working a lot with Timbaland, and I think she had written a couple things with Aaliyah. Yeah, because it was her, Timbaland, Aaliyah, and Genuine, and Genuine was like the four of them, right? And then they had Magoo, mm-hmm. trash. But um, <laughs> but I remember, like, I remember all of that happening before Missy started doing, because her album didn't come out to '97. But mm-hmm. it's there's people that aren't realizing how much she's done behind. And R.I.P. Aaliyah. Yeah, R.I.P. Because hers is next week. Her death. Damn, that's right. That's yeah. right. Anyway. Right before 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should do our top five favorite Aaliyah songs. I thought you were about to say something about 9-11. I was like, what are you no. talking about? <laughs> top five 9-11 moments. Not <laughs> Jesus happening. Christ. Um, no, but yeah. Um, ABC, CBS, Fox, which one? I know, right? Um, uh, yeah, so they they... I don't know that I've heard of them saying, oh, it's all squashed. There's no there's yeah. no beef between us anymore. I think it just, you know, they kind of let it fizzle, yeah, fizzle but, out. But I think they probably had. And neither co- of them are being interviewed enough now exactly. for it to be brought up. But, but Christina and Pink are being interviewed all the time. Yeah, just not about each other. And they keep other. bringing it up. Yeah. But I, I think... Like you said, if they were both on, if, if Pink was doing something on The Voice, they had to come to some agreement. If the if the beef was oh, genuine, yeah. you know, to be like, look, we got to chill. We can't. Um, well, I wonder. And no, I'm not dissing Pink, uh, but I wonder if The Voice was like, 
hey, how could we up our ratings a little bit on this one? Prob- no, probably. Week, that's what, that that stuff happens. That, that, yes, you've taught me that. That, that that's, stuff happens. You know, there's always somebody in the background trying, this week, what can we that's, What can we do to up the ratings? That's lit. Oh, it is raining again. Yeah, it okay. is raining. I mean, that, that's... That's the and that was for a while. That was MTV's forte with the Video Music Awards. It was always let's put these two or three people in a room and see what happens. And it helps if they have some type of beef. Mm, oh, definitely. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next. Uh, so who are we doing? Brandy and Monica. Mm-hmm. Christina, Christina. And Pink. Oh. Ike and Tina. Good lord! It was a whole ass movie about their beef. Ike and Tina. Okay, so I was looking online. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to give some props to, to Ike in a, in a minute. But Uh-oh. I saw a whole bunch of people claiming that they know Ike and or Tina. Uh-huh. And called Tina every kind of whore and liar. That the uh, That the relationship uh, was mutually abusive because Ike was not a big guy okay. in any way, shape, or form. He looked like a mean old guy, though. Yeah. But looks, you know... You look like a mean guy. That must. You never smile. I, I don't look mean like I turn and look mean. Yes, you do. No, um, <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. So, um, and there was one comment from somebody that said uh, they are friends with Ike Jr. Okay. And said that Ike Jr. said um, that it wasn't nearly as bad as the movie portrayed it. Okay. But that she went with it and just and purposely just didn't like say no, it wasn't that bad because the sympathy helped pull in more money. Like she didn't say no, like she didn't say yes, it was that bad, yeah. but she didn't say no either. I, mean, I don't, I, I there, there, I'm on the fence on that one. There's I'm her like, story, there's his story, and there's the truth. truth. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna assume. That some things were embellished, but I'm also because the thing is, when people say that, I don't know what if he's talking about a particular part of the movie. I don't know if he's talking because sometimes people get triggered. He was saying he uh, the the per, well, it wasn't Ike Jr. saying it, it was somebody who said that they knew him. Yeah, and, and again, say again, again. Yeah. He, I thought I turned this off. He could have been talking about one particular part. He could have been said. He could have been saying that. No, my dad never told her to eat the cake. And then that turns, like you said with the game of telephone, then that turns into the whole movie is full of shit and, t- and Tina was beating his ass. Our stuff got delivered, something on the porch. Okay. You, 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 nev- you never know, especially if that's secondhand information mm-hmm. about... Well, technically, thirdhand. Yeah, because it's, it's, I Junior, you know, you can hide a lot from your kids. Not it, as much as you think. Exactly. But. It's secondhand information on a thirdhand. It's, it's yes. We're hearing thirdhand. Jesus. You know, and even as a kid, when you're an adult, you there's, I think everybody has, not everybody, but I'm going to say a lot of people have a parent you prefer yeah. or a parent you become disillusioned with, yeah. you know? So yeah, there, you know, like my own, I thought a lot of things were my stepdad and it wasn't until I was much, much, much older, like in the last 10 years that I realized more it was, your it mom. was my mom, yeah. you know, so, and you become disillusioned, you mm-hmm. know, so, um, you know, opinions swayed, you know, sway when your memory 
clears, yeah. you know, and your ob- your objectivity kind of goes away, and you're like, oh my god, that wasn't what I thought it was, Word. you know. But yeah, um, so I did. I played for you earlier a song called Rocket Eighty Eight. Uh-huh. That is by most in the music industry considered to be the first ever rock and roll song. Okay. And it is produced and written, I think, uh, by Ike Turner way before Tina ever came into the picture. Word. You know, and I think a lot of people forget that Ike was already doing it. Yeah, he had a whole band and everything. Yeah, he was he was popular. You know, yeah. he people he was on tour. He was touring. He was doing his thing. And she became she was like another gimmick. Yeah. And, um, you know. He he realized you know, she she could sing. She had a good voice. Um and she had that nice like rasp that yeah. just kind of stood out. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it became a thing. Word. Um but you know, I don't know. I he he had we definitely know cuz he and he's confirmed it you know way before he passed away years ago that he had drug and alcohol yeah problems. Mm-hmm. Um addictions so you know who's who's to know how much how much is true and how much is legend and you know i think people would be really disappointed it sounds so screwed up to find out that she wasn't abused (laughs) if that turned out to be the case yeah i mean i again i'd be surprised not saying you want somebody to be abused but that's the story we've all been weaned on but i'm gonna i'm also gonna assume that it's like she's not the only one telling that story like i don't know there were a lot of people around yeah bandmates Mm -hmm. for her and for him yeah managers limo drivers like I'm going to assume that if that movie was a bold-faced lie, we would have known. Not necessarily, because it's also the media and what what they want to spin. Do they want to listen to these people that are saying the biggest star in the world is lying? I can't can't believe... Especially when... And let's be for real. A lot of times when you hear about a woman, and you're talking about 30 years ago, you know... When a woman's being abused, now they want to call the woman, you know, then too, they want to call the woman a slut and a whore mm-hmm. and this and that. Um, but she was doing this, you know, in her mid-40s, really becoming a star in her own name, mm-hmm. um, you know, in her own right and based off her own work and stuff like that. I, I don't think too much, I don't think many in the media would have wanted to say, uh, flag on the play, and I think it depends on who it is, because we can't act like National Enquirer wasn't around, mm-hmm. TMZ's around now. Like if if there's a story that they feel is juicy enough and people will read it, they'll print it. True or not? Mm-hmm. You're and, not wrong. And I I don't feel like there's been there that movie came out in '92, I believe, something like that. '94 maybe. I I would feel like at this point there'd be something. Some type of there's exposés about everything now, mm-hmm. you know. If if we found out, hell, I there, what it was a couple of years ago there was a whole movie about the Tanya Harding case. Yeah, and I feel way different about the case now. But if if what they say in that movie is true, where the whole ploy 
to to beat Nancy Kerrigan was between Tanya Harding's husband and his dimwit friend slash their yeah. bodyguard. And, you and had the, the the whole story shifts on how Tanya's been treated. Oh yeah. You well, know? and that was I think people. I think within weeks people knew it, but I think it was almost too late for for anybody to make it up to Tanya. Just everything she was pulled away from her. Like you, for whatever reason, the way all that stuff works is you don't give it back. Yeah, I mean she, that was her livelihood. Yeah. Her life was fucked up. The only thing she had was skating. Yeah. And now she had that no more. So she's doing fucking celebrity boxing and all this other bullshit, yep. posing nude and all this other shit just because she can't make money any other way i would and assume the sad part is where is nancy kerrigan I, i've not heard her name since maybe like a year after and anytime tanya's brought up is when i hear nancy's name i don't hear yep. nancy's name on her own it's funny how that works but yeah i but i say that to say i would assume that at some point if people had proper stories or documentation or whatever that they would have been unearthed in some way, shape, or form. But, again, all I've known is that Ike is a reported yeah, abuser, and, so it's hard to say. And, I don't know. It. <laughs> I saw somebody else online post, uh, I always, like, they were like, I always thought it was weird that she couldn't fight Ike back when she had those in arms like yeah. <laughs> um but anyway like one of the things i saw and i was telling you right before we uh started recording was uh ike supposedly allegedly allegedly um had tried to start another ike and tina review and um, had left a message with no phone number for the management of Tina Marie. That's crazy if it's true. So, um, let me see if I can. It's kind kind of smart, but it's definitely crazy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Were there no other <laughs> Tinas who could sing? Tina Turner, Tina Marie. Tina There wasn't a Tina Winans. Okay. It says um <coughs> Okay, so this was written in 2017. Okay. No, 15, I'm sorry. What's the website? Daily Beast. Okay. Um Okay, it says the word on the street was that Ike was dead. No one knew for sure, but word was that Ike, Tiener, Tien, Ike Turner had met a Hollywood bad guy death. Shot by who? Police, dope dealers, pimp, some dude he owed money to. Who cared? The devil himself was gone, apparently. Tina could say whatever she wanted. Then last December, an item in the LA Times. Ike Turner contacts Tina Marie about possible collaboration. It was to be another Ike and Tina review. Uh, said Marie's former manager, Alan Mink. He talked on and on about a national tour, but it didn't make any sense. He didn't even leave us a phone number, so afterwards we just laughed. A part of me now feels sorry for the guy. So he wasn't dead. Instead of meeting an unmourned death in some nameless alley or fleabag L.A. hotel, here was Ike, recent villain of the piece, in the wide open book of recollection, sort of a hubby dearest, 
and no patron saint to California tax people either, making a comeback or at least reemerging. And it just never happened. That would have been crazy. That's his fault, though. Yeah. Um, Should have left a number. <laughs> Stupid ass. How these things get done? You leave a number, someone calls you back. The fuck? <clears throat> Wait a minute. So he. What? The sweet, sweet. The sweet, sweet back of rock. Who put the S-E-X into Tina Swagger, oh. who cut what is arguably the first rock record, Rocket 88, in mm-hmm. 1951, who discovered B.B. King and Little Junior Parker, and who once hired a kitty saw with a lot of potential named Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Ike, who designed himself into the perfect backup role after he finished designing what was, at the time, the perfect incarnation of an R&B rock and roll crossover van had dissolved into, but not completely obscured by murky oblivion. So, so if mean, he discovered BB King, uh huh, that doesn't mean he didn't beat on his wife. No, I'm saying no, but that like gives a little more credence to his role in music. Well, no, I I I don't think. Then even I knew. I don't think you can question his talent and what he did, but based off of the stories, who he was ended up being, I mean, shit, and Joe Jackson, his sperm created some of the most talented pop stars of all time. He was still Joe Jackson. So this is all about them trying to track down Ike. Mm-mm-mm. Well, he's dead though, right? Like he yeah. de- he dead dead. Uh, let's see. Like I know he's dead, but I can't remember what year. Let's see, Turner. Ike and Tina. Yeah, he died in two thousand seven. He did. He did dead. And Tina's not doing nothing? Let's see. She not dead, is she? I bet she's still got the best legs anybody's ever seen. She is 79. God damn. She still lives in Switzerland in Zurich. That's why you never hear of her. Okay. Oh, she left the U.S. on purpose. I remember a few years ago when she gave up her citizenship, people were pissed off. But it was like a tax thing. Right. You and I talked about that. Anime Bullock. Born in Nutbush, Tennessee. God damn. Well, I guess the jury's still out, but that is, uh, if you've never seen What's Love Got to Do With It, the movie. Oh, you should watch it. You should watch it and then let me know. <laughs> Remember, if you I think sent it's you. BS or not. I sent you that meme about, um, uh,. Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett were Ike and Tina, and then they were Trey's parents in Boys Boys in the Hood. Hood, That's crazy. That is crazy. Like, they wasn't together in either movie. (laughs) She's like that one black actress who ends up being like... Like, there's no other black actress who can say they were Tina Turner, they played Malcolm X's wife twice, and they were the mom of the Black Panther in Marvel. Like, she's just like that... 
wholesome like lioness. Well, you know of what it is woman. too. Is she, she was she played um, Mufasa's wife. Was it not Nal? I forget her name. Sarabi, I think it was in the in the latest Lion King. The the thing with Angela Bassett is she has always looked the same age. Yeah. So she can play the 30-something yeah. or the 70-something and still be okay. Work. You're just like, damn, that, that 30-something, she's been around. The 70-something was like, wow, she looked good, really good. Look good for her age. Like, even when she was like, what's that? Uh, Hasola got her groove back. Mm-hmm. You know, she was supposed to be like in her 40s and she looked amazing. And yeah. then she was doing the waiting to exhale and mm-hmm. she still looked amazing. And... And as Black Panther's mom, she still looks amazing. It's crazy <laughs> so. how that works, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this leads us to our final. Oh, the ultimate music rivalry. Is there anything other and bigger than Michael Jackson versus Prince? Prince wins. Yeah, I mean, I, that was always a thing. You could tell what type of music fan people were based off of who they chose. Like, if someone chose Michael Jackson, they wanted like the big outlandish like obvious mm-hmm. and the people who chose Prince it was always like you might have been a little quirky you might have been a little weird but you definitely appreciated like you were the, more about the music the music and the lyrics more than anything but it it, it was always I, I was reading something about they called Prince the one man band because he no, for real, played though. so many instruments <laughs> when he, I've read after he passed I read a couple books one was about it was primarily about his rise from like I'm trying to think that the the one book started when he was young and went to his death, I guess. The other one was mostly about like that time before and after Purple Rain mm-hmm. and the sea, like because he had the revolution. But there was a lot of those times where he was writing that music, he was producing that music, he was making those demos, and then they just had to learn. Not saying it did, because like, you know, Wendy and, and, and Lisa, they were writing partners as well, but he put together a lot of that stuff himself. That that's, I've read stuff where he played, like he would play an instrument for a song that he was making, mm-hmm. and then he would play the next instrument for that song that he was making and then eventually like put them all one on top of the other mm-hmm. top of the other t- so it would really be him only him uh, like he played bass he played drums I mean, he played this he played that he you, played the keyboards you got to realize and then he sang it and then he did backup he's he was the time yeah <laughs> the way his contract was set up or the way he wanted to keep his persona it was one of the two cuz he was in he had a really decent deal with Warner Brothers at least at the time where he was able to do a lot he wanted Prince to be one thing but like if he wanted to make a cameo type funk album he could do that too but he could, he didn't want to release that as Prince so he would write the songs he would sing the songs he would do the you know do all the music and then he hired a whole group in Morris Day to be like alright this is your look this is what you were going to be more as day. You're going to be this weird pimp wearing, you know, <laughs> leopard print jacket, whatever type shit. And, and then they you, would tour. And you over here, you'll be Jerome. Yeah. And you'll hold the comb in the mirror. <laughs> and, and you guys will play your album before I play my show. 
He just it, he was he created his own opening act. He cr- he created his own sound like yeah. when you when you think of like the Minnesota he pop created, sound that was him. Yes, he created it by creating other bands. Yeah. He was, and then making sure they weren't as good as his. He was a genius. <laughs> but but I think the thing was where where he was doing that and I think people appreciate and they obviously appreciated Purple Rain, but I don't think he ever hit I don't think he was consistently as big of a pop star as Michael Jackson was. I think Prince was so so musically gifted and wanted to share so much of what was in him mm-hmm. and still hold so much of it back at the same time that you didn't you couldn't understand. Yeah. You couldn't understand what you know because i think when people like um an artist a musician and that and we've seen it happen many 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 times mm-hmm. when that musician makes a shift in in their sound mm-hmm. some of them can never recover yeah they they lose their entire fan base mm-hmm. and you know not everybody can be madonna no. you know where it just keeps going yeah you know and michael pretty much kept, i think even though the, it changed a bit it was still the same sound yeah across the board mm-hmm. prince is never the same sound no it never was. album to album that's mm-hmm. just, you know it's not going to be the same and you have to either dedicate yourself to the ride yeah or not because i think a lot of people didn't know that they had to dedicate themselves to the ride and, and some, then you're just like what the hell is this and it's funny because you say like album to album but it literally was like era to era because there were there was like for for every album that came out there were projects that he produced and made and then just never released and yeah. like if you go with, I think it's print if you go on prince.org and go to their forums it is ridiculous the amount of information that they have there like i um there was an album that prince was going to come out with called Camille or it was under the name Camille which was like this androgynous woman that he would like write songs for it's um Shockadelica was one of there's like a if I was your girlfriend like mm-hmm. that voice if there was like a 10 track album that he wanted to make and then the studio was or the producers were like or the Warner Warner Brothers was like no nah, we're not putting that out so a lot of these songs would end up creeping out but they were made roughly around the same time and they were they if they had come out it would have been a totally different thing than like the jump from Purple Rain, The Sign of the Times, XYZ. You know, there's mm-hmm. such a backlog. Literally, I mean, when they say vault, they weren't bullshitting. Like, yeah. he, it, the one woman who was his engineer around the Purple Rain time, she said he would literally, they would perform, they would do a two hour show. He'd get back to the studio, be like, yo, I need you to come to the studio. And he would make like 45 minutes worth of music, record it, everything, sing it, all that. And then, like, delete the files or like just like record the tape and then just lock it away somewhere just because he had to get that stuff out where i think one of the beauties of michael was that michael was a michael had because michael had visions too Mm -hmm. if you see him talking about making music um you could tell that he was more instrumental in it than just you know and and like you know all those inflections but 
he knew to link with a Quincy Jones or, you know, the right yeah. producer, like a, a Teddy Riley, guys like that, where he he wanted a particular sound and they were able to turn his vision into that. Yeah. But it, again, it's two schools. You've got the mega pop star who's like the icon or you have the icon for a different reason who is probably making stuff that you're not going to get at that time or won't be as popular at that time. Um, in, in my head, Michael Jackson is probably hands down the best musical entertainer I will have ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. And Prince is the best musician. Yeah. Period. You know, I'm not knocking Michael Jackson's songs, but when you look at a lot of them, he didn't write the majority of them. No, and a lot of them didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying. Who the fuck is Jerome? I'm still trying to who figure the, out. Who the fuck is Annie and why she got to be okay? Why, yeah. I never under, you know. Who was Dirty they're, Diana? They're, yeah. Well, there's supposed to be a story with that one. The only one that I know there's a whole story of is, I mean, there's shit like um, Billie Jean. That was a known story. Um, some of the songs that are like, uh, they don't really care about us. were like, you knew or um, mm-hmm. just leave, leave me alone. Things like that. Like you could tell yes. what the, but there's some, a lot of them shits. I don't, but did he really know a Liberian girl? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, 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 some of it sounded cool, but it really made no sense. Yeah. Um, and it's still not knocking him because they were great songs and we all yeah. sang along and 100%. we all bopped to him and listened to him 10 million times and this and that. Yeah. And even if I had only listened to Purple Rain, if you compare Prince's biggest album uh-huh. to Michael's biggest album uh-huh. and you go one against the other, uh-huh. forget about popularity and which one's... Um, the the media pushed or which ones the fans made go to number one and this Mm. and that forget one had a movie and forget all that but both in their own right just fabulous albums 100 percent. you're talking about purple rain and thriller yes Mm. um when you get to the musician part of it Mm. to the the musician who wrote who produced who played the instruments, who directed, who, who, you know, there's like 90% of Purple Rain is Prince. Yeah. Where 35% of Thriller is Michael. Is Michael. That makes sense. Yeah, Prince, Michael, Prince didn't have a Quincy and actually, And actually, Prince didn't need a Quincy Jones. Uh, he was Quincy Jones. You he know? was his own Quincy Jones. Yeah. Um, you know, Michael, and it's not saying Michael, you know, cause there's going to be some fans out, Michael fans out there. They're going to be like, you know, but it's not saying Michael can't dance. It's not saying Michael didn't have better videos, Word. but without those videos and without the dancing and the moonwalk, mm-hmm. would the album have been as big? Word. Cause Purple Rain didn't have all that. No, it didn't, it didn't come with all that. It was based on what it was. Mm-hmm. And Thriller had all the extra bells and whistles and this and that. Yeah. There's and a whole thick... Epic throwing all that money into... Was yeah. it Epic? Yeah, Sony yeah. Epic, yeah. Yeah. Throwing all that money to make sure that that album blew up. Mm-hmm. 
Prince didn't have that kind of backing. No. You know, um, but I feel like he didn't need it. No. Well, I think I think Warner Brothers they understood once, because once the film came out and was in that was a huge. I want my aunt s- took me to go see it and kept covering my eyes. Purple Rain. Just, just so you know we how saw bi- it in the movie theater in Quaker Bridge Mall. If I'm not mistaken, because that came out in '84. If I'm not mistaken, Purple Rain was like the highest grossing film in '84 until Ghostbusters came out. That's how yeah. big of a film, because Pur- Ghostbusters was humongous. Phenomenal. That was humongous. Huge, yes. But, but Purple I saw Rain. Ghostbusters in the movies at least five times. Yeah. Well, and because and, and that's what cracked me over the conversations people were having about, um, oh, you know, Disney put Avengers out, but like. Ghostbusters when it was in theaters for a while and then they put it back out in theaters like the following year like you know movies getting re-released is not it's not it's new. not a new thing at all the motives behind it yeah sure but um you know if if, pe- if they figure people can enjoy it and they want they'll pay money to go see it they'll fucking put it in the theaters mm-hmm. again you know but um I think Warner Brothers when they realized when they went remember when Prince passed and they put Purple Rain AMC re-released Purple Rain uh-huh. for that one day, mm-hmm. and you and I were right there. Yeah. And what was the audience reaction? Everybody was so into. We yeah. had all everybody in that theater had seen that movie a million times. All those ladies loved it, and everybody's singing with every song. Everybody's laughing their asses off at Morris Day, mm-hmm. and the song at the was it um, when the whole thing was over at the end. Everybody's like clapping and, and cheering crying and cry- <laughs> they was crying they was definitely crying but he's um, the only i remember your reaction because you were in california when when michael passed do you remember i flew i you my, were flying or the, the i was at work the i literally that day when when michael jackson when not even when he died when it was announced that he was because I was texting you what I was, was having cardiac out. arrest, and I was on Twitter that whole day, and I was I was flying out. I literally went to Tenny's house that night. Yeah, because I was flying out the next day, and, and it was dope because there were some DJs like they they weren't even playing like Michael Jackson music, but in the middle of their set, they were playing Michael Jackson stuff because it, it happened like the day before yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I, I definitely it was definitely that weekend, the first time I flew out to LA, and where I was like, oh my god, this is like so sad you yeah. know how when especially as it was coming out how he passed and mm-hmm. the the whole drug addiction and this and that but by far the only time i have ever shed a tear when when a celebrity has died yeah was prince no yeah, that prince news was trash i remember getting that at work that was bad that i was, was bad. just i was a mess for like a a solid hour i was like there's no way this can be true. Like I was like, yeah, no, yeah, it was no, <laughs> it was like up. it was weird because when it was Michael, I was like, oh wow, that's fucked up. Oh my gosh, oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. With Prince, I was like, no. Yeah, but I think <laughs> that's like, what a lot of people were like. So I think radio, it and like, I think we didn't realize the drug addiction. I think everybody no. kind of knew it with Michael. You kind of, you you kind of had a perception that something that he was just always off i feel like i had known that or i'd heard that he would put himself to sleep i feel like that i i feel like i had known that before about michael and he's always been such a very high strung kind of person yeah so i don't think it was like uh 
necessarily like a surprise, yeah. you know. Um, and it, you know, and it's no, no diss to him at all, no. you know. But um, I'm gonna say this this sentence, and it's gonna it's it it might not come across well. Mentally, we all knew he was fucked up. Yeah. There was definitely something. Mean, it was uh, he, something wasn't right. From, it was from not years right. Or whatever there was, pro- there was something going yeah. on. Yeah, and it, I don't know if it was, um, you know, the, you know him talking about the abuse at the hands of his father. Yeah. It was the you know I've got Villa Lago. Um, he never I, really had a childhood. Yeah, he like, didn't have a childhood. You know, molesting all these little boys. Yeah. Um, you know to. Remember there was that documentary and he was just trying to just shop and it was just he wanted to just yeah. buy everything and that's what you're finding out, huh? The Martin Bashir one on ABC. Yeah. and then mm-hmm. you're finding out about all the money woes yep. and he's like so far in debt and the rest of the family's in debt and they're all hooking their money problems to him going back out on tour and you right. know so it's bugged out. You know, so, but with Prince, I think none of us had any inkling. He was such a recluse and he, aside from the fact that he. Remember when they had, when he had, he had the baby and you never knew for years. Yeah. And then the baby passed. Like you knew the baby had passed right but away. You know but you happened. didn't know what happened. Yeah. You know, and her book's right there. Yeah. And then you, then you realize that it was like the baby, there was like issues with the child when it was born like yeah. they said his heart was born outside of his body or something like that yeah, and that's the same thing um with uh run and his mm-hmm. wife same mm-hmm. thing you know so yeah. um but yeah I, I don't think i ever knew that prince was i always assumed I, I well i'd say i'd heard that he they said that he took ecstasy and he made that album the black album and it was supposed to come out and the reason that it didn't come out is because he was like i he, I guess he had like a spiritual awakening and was like, this is a dark period in my life. I don't want to put this out. So like it got, there were copies that were made and then it got bootlegged to shit. But um, it, it pro- I don't even think it got an official release once. But at the time it was like one of the, like the, the craziest things that like had happened that mm-hmm. you just couldn't. But again, it's a genius to him. Like, you know, yep. I got high as fuck and made this crazy album that sounds nothing like me. And then when I realized, you know, what actually I had, I don't want to do this. Like, and then he put out a totally different album. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think I'd ever really heard that he was using any type of illegal substances or anything, mm-hmm. especially because he was like, a, he was a, a Jehovah's Witness and things like yeah. that. Like, but. Now, as to their beef. From what I understand, there were two major incidents. The ping pong. Not even that. Not even that. Um, because there, there are two that are tied to music. The one was that oh. <laughs> after I forget what Grammys it was, or there was one, there was one award show where after the show, my mom's calling me. I'm not picking that up. Should I pick this up? Go ahead. She's just gonna call you back. We're Hello? pausing. Hello. Huh? Zero eight six one. Zero eight six zero nine. Zero eight six zero nine. Okay. 
Well, she in said. In case anybody wanted to know our zip code, zero eight six zero nine. What is she sending? No, but um, there was some award show, and after the award show, a bu- Michael Jackson was getting a bunch of the artists to record "We Are the World," and Prince was supposed to be in on that. I remember. He he not on the song. He nope. actually he ended up totally like dissing them, and I think on the re- on the release, um, Prince had done. A, because he had, he basically fucked like he was supposed to go and he ended up ditching him. He was partying hours at the club all night, and then made, but he made an excuse saying he was sick or something like that. But he ended up get, c- contributing a song on his own, and a lot of people feel that uh, he didn't want to share that spotlight, especially with someone like Michael Jackson. But there's another incident where, similar to the boy is mine, Michael Jackson's bad was supposed to be a duet, yep. and they said it was supposed to be a duet with Michael Jackson and Prince. And Prince was down. They had talked about it. But then when he heard that Michael sang, your butt is mine. mine. Yep. He didn't know whose butt Michael was talking about, but he sure wasn't talking about his. I heard him say, he's like, that's the whole line that Wesley Snipes yeah. had in the video. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I wasn't doing that. No, he didn't. Know. And, and I don't even know if it was like a, a sexual, like a homophobic thing. I think it was more kind of just like it, the idea of who the fuck are you talking about? You know, who yeah. the fuck are you? Because, I mean, Pr- Prince is... I mean, but it goes back to the whole thing of us saying that Michael writes some weird shit some or weird has shit. some weird shit. Because, you know? well, Pr- I mean, Prince is the kind of guy who... There's definitely, like... Like, he he knew he was the shit. Like, he was... I believe it was Rick James he was touring with. And Rick was getting pissed. And actually, I think he kicked the revolution off their tour because they were killing him every night. And it was to the point, like... He kicked them off, and then Prince obviously went to do what he was doing. But Rick had, like, stolen one of Prince's keyboards and, like, used it to make... I think it was, was it the Super Freak album, whatever album that was on. I think he used, like, one of Prince's keyboards as, like, a disc because of how pissed he was at Prince for being that fucking good. But I think Prince is always... Like, he played basketball. He always had that ego. Yeah. <laughs> and you wasn't going to be the one to be like, like, if I feel like I'm better than you... How do I f- sound beyond an album where you're talking about someone's butt is yours? Because you're not, again, you're not talking about my butt. Yep. So who's, I'm the only other person here. But yeah, they, I, I think those two incidents are apparently supposed to have been what sparked. Um, and I, I guess obviously being the two main mm-hmm. black guys in that world. But you said ping pong? So <laughs> there, are some, there are some stories that they had apparently played ping pong together. During in the eighties at Prince's about right. house, that sounds about right. You know, and um, that he would kind of wash the table with with Michael. Yeah, and because one of the things you always hear is Prince being super competitive. And I heard he was very super athletic too. Yes, I know uh, when he he was on Oprah mm-hmm. and um, way back and. Um, and she, I remember her saying, she was like, I, she was like, I'm so jealous of his clothes and his shoes and his hair. His makeup was better than mine. Yeah. Like, and, um, but uh, he was talking about playing, like, uh, playing basketball. And she was like, but he's, he's so small. Yeah, they said he was and, really fucking good. Yeah. And, but uh, he was like, oh, no, don't put me on a basketball court. Don't yeah, put me, you know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah. And that was, that was his thing. But, um, yeah, they said there was, there was a ping pong table at, uh, Paisley Park. And, yeah. I feel like I've, I've read a couple things where people said they were like, 
just standing games. Like, you know, if, if they weren't making music, Prince was out there beating people. Yeah. So, um, and that Michael got mad. Um, I, I was reading a thing about the We Are the World and about Bad and, and the ping pong tables and um, and something like there was some something I read where Michael, Michael said something like he felt like he didn't get enough. He didn't get the same credit as Prince mm. where he was like. I wrote We Are the World. I wrote some of the biggest mm-hmm. songs. And, like, nobody's saying you didn't write those songs. Word. But, you know, you guys are in a competition mm-hmm. realistically with each other. And the thing is, they had, again, they had such different styles in everything. Word. You know, so there really should not have been a competition. But, but since I grew up <laughs> with that competition... Prince wins. Yeah, Prince won. Um, and everybody I know, they're like, no, Michael wins. Because Michael, he could dance. So, <laughs> I, no offense. When I see Michael Jackson moonwalking on stage and I see Prince fucking the stage, yeah. I would much rather, as a female, be on that stage with Prince. But let's also not, don't discount Prince. Like, Prince wasn't dancing as well. No, and Prince's performances were, yeah, were he, you know. He was on that James Brown shit, and he's playing yes. instruments. The, that was the other one. The lamppost. <laughs> yes. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. The lamppost with the James Brown mm-hmm. concert, and he thought it was hooked to the floor, and it wasn't, and he fell into the audience, Prince, yeah, mm-hmm. and got super embarrassed, and, like, Michael laughed at him or whatever, and, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, like, I mean, if you're comparing, um, if you're comparing, and, I don't know, I, I think maybe, uh, no, I am biased with, for Prince, because uh-huh. Michael dancing all over a stage versus Prince bouncing from instrument to singing to instrument to dancing to instrument to singing. To, that's Im- more impressive to me. 100%. Than Michael. Do, and Michael, don't get me wrong, because Michael could dance. Michael's a better, way better dancer than Prince, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, that's all he was doing. Yeah, for, <laughs> um, you know, m- better videos than Prince, you uh-huh. know, for sure. Um but when you get to back to the music, yeah, there's just no competition. No, you know styles aside, and this you know, and and even the music. I mean, you, I could say, I could say I like Thriller more. I love Thriller, the best musical album just ever. But mm-hmm. it's still not all Michaels. No. So if I say I love Thriller, I have to say I really appreciate. Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones and the other ten writers that mm-hmm. wrote those songs and the and Paul McCartney and, and you know and with, with huh Vincent Price Vincent Price and when I say I really like Purple Rain I like Purple Rain okay I like Prince Apollonia <laughs> and Wendy and Lisa yeah you know but the, even now their parts weren't nah. as instrumental Mm-mm. as his mm-hmm. you know. He produced it. He wrote it. He directed it. He played all the instruments. He 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 didn't write the lyrics, or and that's the thing. Michael Jackson's like, I wrote songs too, but you didn't write the music to none of your stuff. No. You wrote a, you wrote lyrics, mm-hmm. and Prince wrote the music and the lyrics, one hundred percent, and played them, and played them, and produced them. 
and edited them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just I don't know. No, like you know. their their beef was that's probably to me for my generation that's probably the biggest beef. Oh, hundred percent, and probably one of the most important because there aren't too many stars that is that have been as big as them. Yeah, yeah, and like, they're both gone. Um, and I um, I will say I since they've passed, I do listen to more Prince than I do. Yeah, I don't really go back to Michael Jackson music like that. No. There's like a couple of mixes that were done when he passed that I listened to, but I, I, if it's not Thriller or like the first half of Off the Wall, I'm not really listening to it. Of course. Hold on, please. I gave my mom info. It's her calling again. Hello. Hey, what? Teddy called you. No, you called me. Okay. Huh? You called me. Probably Googled it. He didn't call me. You called me. I know. But he was, but he had called me and asked me what your address was. No, I feel you. Google it. I feel you. What I'm saying is he didn't call me. You called me. Oh, okay. All I got to do is Google the address. When I called him back, he said, um, I got it. What y'all need my address for? He must be having something sent there. He's not home. He's out shopping somewhere. Okay. She's so upset. Be something sent there. That's weird, but all right. Yeah, it's weird to me too. Because <laughs> you don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would it's killing. It's something for Jaden, but because um, he was saying something about. Um, going clothes shopping for him but he was saying oh Jaden should go with me because he's going to be 13 and teenagers like to pick out their own clothes I said um Jaden is not your average um uh, <laughs> yeah he don't care he don't care that's don't, what I told him he's not the age of caring like that right now he's he's um uh comparing him to um his grandkids that makes sense Jaden, Jaden could care less. I know. That's what I told him. <laughs> okay. All right. What you guys doing? Finishing up our recording. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll let you go. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sheesh. That's a re- next time. That'll be the real rivalry. My mom versus Teddy. <laughs> Who will win? Who knows? Well, this is. So, Whoever still lives after the other one, they so, win. <laughs> this might be our longest episode ever. <laughs> We're like at an hour 22 right now. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so let's rehash. So Brandy versus Monica. Is there a winner? I'm going to say Brandy won only because she had the fuller career. Mm, yeah, Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. And Christina and Pink. I think Christina won that. Yeah, for sure. Because she has a re- she had a she regular- still has a career. <laughs> yeah, facts. And Pink put out an album. I don't know anybody who knows any of the, the songs on it, but she, I don't know. Do we have to ask Ike and Tina? Tina won. Prince and Michael. Do we have to ask that one? Yeah, Prince won. I wonder 
if it would be different if there weren't those allegations on Michael Jackson? I don't think um, overall, I think it affected to a degree, but in terms of who won, I think it was still going to be Prince no matter what. Yeah. But I I also think that might be just our opinion. I think there's a lot of people who would have said Michael Jackson won. No. And and I totally get it because again, when, but when you're talking about, um, Okay, Prince didn't have any family uh, push past your pain and get back out there on tour. Word. Prince didn't have molestation allegations. Prince didn't have a a shopping addiction. Prince didn't have uh, money he owed to record labels and stuff that needed to be paid back. You know, Prince didn't have... Prince didn't need Quincy Jones in the background. You know, so, you know, again, Michael, best fucking entertainer because, oh, my God, when Grammys and award shows came around, we weren't looking for Prince on those. We were looking for Michael. Yeah. You know, you wanted to see Michael when, you know, when you're, when, uh, oh, guess who's got a new video out? Is it Michael Jackson? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what you wanted to, you know, he totally wins hands down on those. That's what I I was going to say. There's probably some people that will go based off of just, numbers yeah if you're going based off numbers and you're going based off of um the billboard hot 100s and this and that michael's gonna win hands down but if you're talking about who's the better not who made more money yeah like um christina's gonna win brandy's gonna win monica has the better voice yeah christina has the better range Mm -hmm. but i actually do really really like pink's voice I couldn't tell you what it sounds like after um, those first couple singles. Ike and Tina actually liked Ike on most of. I, I'm not a huge Tina Turner mm-hmm. voice fan. Yeah, her voice is not a voice that I am impressed with. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Michael Jackson um, and Prince, I think they both have their own. I think that's their voices are probably why they are in competition because they both do those weird noises and yeah. well, these weird. But also, I also think it's like they're the two main black stars of mm-hmm. the 80s in like fairly similar lanes. Like if you talk about pop music, it was those two. And both of them feminine to a, to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah, definitely a... Uh, and I don't care if you are a female and saying you want Michael Jackson to fuck you versus Prince, you are a liar. Damn. God damn. He, 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 You're he, a liar. He had that nurse. What's her name? Deborah? Did you see her? Wow. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> and Prince had Apollonia. I mean, figure that one. And Vanity. Couple. He had a couple. And, he had and Sheila E. And all them. And, yeah. yeah. He had a couple. Car- Carmen Electra. And, and, and Michael Jackson had... Lisa Marie Presley. Allegedly. They were married. Yeah, but... She said they had a normal sex life. I don't know if I believe that. She said it was very much a normal sex life. I don't know if I believe it. She wouldn't lie to Oprah with Michael sitting next to her. Isn't she a whole drug addict? Not then. What you mean? (laughs) Now, yes. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Okay, on that note, Rivalries Part 1 has now ended and we would like to take a moment and thank all of our sponsors. Jesus. Dun dun dun. Jeez. We don't have any. <laughs> At all. Okay. 
Want to say goodbye to the people? Goodbye to the people. Mwah. <laughs>